Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are rolling along live from downtown Las Vegas. Welcome into hour two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM alongside former NFL GM Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonatoni. And um, Michael, this is the time. Right. I think he's clicking down. Yeah, I think he, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll, he's I, hopping I on the Zoom. Yeah, I can't imagine he's going to rush the decision. Actually, McAfee does iPhone. He does FaceTime. That's how you talk oh, to McAfee. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's I didn't all, realize that. Yeah, it's all FaceTime. It's okay. amazing. It's amazing what they are able to do through FaceTime. And you get a connection and they're able to do it. So that group there will be probably delighted to hear what's happening. We'll and, all know. Yeah, like you, Now we're getting reports that the, that the Packers want multiple number one picks. And so, you know, at the end of the day, there's really been no reliable information on all this. Like I said earlier, I was told reliably that it was a one and something else, mm-hmm. which – and then there has been some changes to it. So – I would find it hard to believe that the Packers would just give him away. But Murphy had that commentary about, well, it's pro- we want to do what's best for everybody. But mm-hmm. this is still a business. I mean, the NFL is a big business. And if you don't understand it, just watch what some of these moves teams make as they shift money from the Eagles. They take they cut Darius Slay. They take his money, give it to Bradbury. And then they're going to give it to Chauncey uh, Gardner, Gardner-Johnson. So it's you have to understand there is a business element in all this. Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts, that's for sure. So we'll see what the compensation is. We will, as soon as we hear anything that comes from Aaron Rodgers' appearance on the Pat McAfee show today, we will let you know. But I love that you, like you and Pat, obviously have a great relationship. And you said, they say they don't know what's going on either. They have no, no clue. I, I, I actually, I text uh, my guys there today. I love, I love doing their show and they're fun to be around, but they have no idea either. I don't think... I don't think Aaron's revealing anything until he reveals something, right? Is right. That, that's a Yogi Bearism, I think. But to me, I think that's ultimately the case. And, you know, we just see today, I just got a text that uh, Jordan Poyer is re-signing back with yep. Buffalo. I think that's ultimately one of the things that will happen. Uh, Ian Rapport reported that, so we'll go from there. Yes, and because you mentioned Darius Slay, the Eagle side of things, there was a lot going on in the NFC East over the last 24 hours, so – they're releasing Darius Slay, re-signing Bradbury, as you mentioned. Also add running back Rashad Penny. The Giants get Darren Waller. The Cowboys are expected to release Zeke and sign Stefan Gilmore um, over from the Colts. So a lot of moving parts in the East right now. What was the most impactful of those moves? I was surprised Zeke didn't take a pay cut, really. I thought he would. I mean, I would think he would have known his market value isn't the same player that he once was, especially considering he is now just a tackle-to-tackle runner. He can't get the corner any longer for whatever reason. You know, he's not that old, but he just doesn't have that burst or acceleration, and it's highlighted when you watch Pollard play. Uh, you know, the Eagles, I think Gardner Johnson's critical for them to get back because he gives them that multi- multiple safety that can cover the slot and do a lot of different things. 
I was surprised they gave Bradbury as much money as they did because I think Bradbury's a, a, a really a zone corner, not a man-to-man corner. The Eagles really rely on their pass rush to get there. Over 60 of their 70 sacks came from the defensive front. But I think they felt like Slay, they, they could only make a decision. They thought, obviously, they thought Bradbury was the better player. Forget who won the awards. Uh, and so the Giants are a, a, an interesting team. They're, they're one of the bottom teams in terms of cap. Mm-hmm. They, they acquire Waller for a third-round pick. He gives them a tight end to go along to help them if he can stay on the field, which he hasn't been able to do for the, for the Raiders in the last two seasons. So uh, surprising, you know, the commanders, they fire their – I said this a month ago. Once Biennemi got the job, I knew he was going to revamp the staff. This is one of the latest times I've ever seen of a team firing an offensive line coach. They fired John Matsko. I would assume Juan Castile, their tight end coach, would become there. But they've tried to rebuild their offensive line in free agency. Now, are they going to be good enough at quarterback? We remain to be seen. Who is their backup quarterback? You know, Sam Howe, all those things. So, a lot going on. Yes, this division is a conundrum at times. Um, For those of you that are just listening, though, and don't have the opportunity to see our graphics, the Eagles are a plus 110 favorite in the division. Cowboys plus 175. Giants sitting there 5-1. to Commanders 10-1. to And on the Giants side of things with this trade, something I thought was interesting, um, or acquiring, excuse me, was different, was the the 100th pick is what it's in exchange for, for Darren Waller, which is obviously what the Giants gave up. um, Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, retained when they... Gave up Kadarius Tony when they shipped him out, so I would say that's a pretty significant upgrade from Tony to Darren Waller. If that's yeah, what it well, is. you know, both guys have a hard time staying on the field, though. So this is what I was going to ask you: like, what is your confidence in Darren Waller being able to be healthy? Because obviously, when he's on the field, he's dynamic. Tony had his moments, but then he was just kind of like useless and window glass, like window showing after that. Like Waller's thirty years old, but still, since twenty nineteen, he averaged eight hundred fifty yards a season, which is the third most of any tight end in that span behind Kelsey and Mark Andrews. So I feel like the potential is there for him to be a significant addition for his quarterback, who obviously the Giants just invested in. You know, I thought for sure when he signed, uh, when, when with the Raiders, when they signed Devontae Adams, I thought Waller would have a huge year, but he had this hamstring that lingered and lingered and lingered. And they finally redid his contract, which I think was part of the hamstring issue. You know, he wanted a new deal, and he finally got it. The Raiders moved some money around. But for me, he wasn't very consistent. The big drop against Tennessee that resulted in an interception, you know, and I think he got frustrated during the season. For a tight end, he had a 65% catch ratio, which to me is really low. That's wide receiver numbers. When you throw the ball in the middle of the field, you really want a high percentage of catch. That's why running backs are usually around 78 to 82% of their targets to catch. That's a critical number to look at. I'm throwing you the ball with the chances that you're catching it and we're gaining yards. He was at 65%. He had too many drops. A lot of that comes from the lower body. I think ultimately at 30 years old, 31 years old, the Giants are, he's very talented. The Giants are going to hope they can get it out of him and how it handles it. It's interesting. You know, he's going from McDaniels' offense to Brian Dayball's. Both Both coaches coach hard. Now, whether Waller can adapt to that, I don't know. But I don't think this move, to me, the Giants, I, I haven't seen anything from the Giants that make me think they're going to improve. Oh, you signed Daniel Jones back. You're going to get Barkley back. Really? I mean, these are the moves that you think you're going to really make a difference in your team? So 5-1 to one wouldn't be enough for you to invest in them in the division? Because they made big strides this past year, but you think this is kind of... I think this is the hardest thing to do. I think it's hard to go from good to great. And I and I would be I would look at the Giants and have to see their schedule. But whatever I would suspect, there's going to be a trap number on the Giants from the books on their over number. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, no, no. I think there's going to be a trap number. I think it's going to you're going to look at it and you're going to say, <laughs> "Wow, that looks that like they should win that many games." And it's kind of a trap. Yeah. You know, it's one of those where you you just because I don't have any confidence that Daniel Jones is an elite player. And I think the more of Daniel Jones is, is you're going to turn the ball over and make mistakes. They they managed the game really well last year. I just don't know if he can continue to do that. Well, and yeah, that was the first year that we saw him not have the turnover issues. And and a lot of this, obviously, we have to credit Brian Dable and Mike Kafka for what they have done to shape a lot of the things that like set him up for success in a lot of ways in that offense. But 
the Giants famously didn't pick up his fifth year option for a reason, right? Like the sample size of him being not good is much larger than the sample size of him being good. So yeah. I was surprised that he got the contract well, that he did to begin with. I think you're right, right? So in, in the way he plays, the way they coached him and the way they basically kept him from losing the game is how he has to play. And that's a hard thing to do when you have to play better teams. Are they anywhere closer to San Francisco? No. Are they anywhere closer to the Eagles? No. Like, to me, that's the question you have to ask. Can they beat the Eagles? They couldn't even come close Mm -hmm. to beating the Eagles. The only game they were close to beating the Eagles was Davis Webb played, and he's now the quarterback coach in Denver. So, you know, that was a route. I I was dumb enough to take that. I thought the Giants at seven in that playoff game was a good play, but that was over with before the first quarter got done. Yep. They had a good opening round, and then, you know, Fell off the ledge. After I was that. on the Minnesota. I was on them for Minnesota, but I, 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 I kind of felt like they could keep it. But there's no speed on defense now. You know they're signing some guys defensively. They wanted Edwards. They didn't get him. You know, but they're trying to improve their speed. But are they good enough up front? They're paying Leonard Williams a lot of money for a guy who doesn't get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Eagles still the favorite, like I said. Um, despite all of the, you know, many many things that we still need to figure out with that team with new coordinators. And specifically on the defensive side of the ball, obviously. But um, when it comes to all of the turnover potentially with free agency with that squad, it'll be interesting. One last thing I wanted to say, though, on the Darren Waller thing. Did you see the tweet from his new wife? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't invite anybody from the Raiders. He didn't invite. Really? No, he didn't invite anybody from the Raiders to his wedding. I mean, and. Uh, I think he invited one person. That was it. But I, I, I think there's been a disconnect from Waller and and the whole rehab of it. Like during the bye week, when he had a bye week, you know, he a cure, he basically went to Southern California during the bye and not rehabbed his his hamstring, and basically said, "Look, I'll take the fines. No big deal. Okay, so we'll do that." You know, I mean, that's kind of like I don't think he was all in, and you know, and and I I would have thought that was the case. However, however, if he didn't get a contract extension, but he did, I think there was a lot of from the top down at the Raiders, more of frustration because they did give him an extension and they didn't get back what they wanted. And now I think to me, you look at, at, uh, at Renfro and, uh, you know, they redid his contract too. He's got a $3 million bonus on the third day of the league year that they can't get away from. So but Waller never invited any anybody from the Raiders. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. I thought that the tweet exchange was just funny because yeah. RG3 is like, oh, Josh McDaniel's not a romantic. It's like, oh, probably just mad. Yeah, he I mean, I think I could. I think a lot of people were were upset that that they weren't invited. That he didn't include them, but he mm-hmm. wasn't part of the group. Look, I, you know, I think certainly every time there's a change of coaches, we're going to see this in Carolina. You know, Carolina's going to change a lot of their players. We talked about Matt Corral being available. Tommy Tremble, the tight end, will be available. There's a lot of guys available because once you change coaches, that camaraderie and that relationship with the players isn't always the same. Absolutely. Okay, we have to take uh, another quick timeout. I haven't seen anything come through on the Twitter machine yet that was particularly significant other than other than Roger saying the darkness gave him a lot of time to contemplate everything and it was a great reset for his mind and body. We will see if during the commercial break we get any more to fill you in. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See, the whole time. 
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match that public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed better. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com and I am on the page right now Michael and yeah. I am not liking what I am seeing because the game I bet later tonight I have um, Arizona State minus one and, against Nevada did you see Ken Palm has a Nevada's gonna win yeah they have minus yeah. two yeah. I see with Nevada yeah, I saw um, that. I, yeah. but 78 percent of bets and 73 percent of handle on ASU so that does not make me feel great you know, I actually would feel great with that because I always, to me, take the contrarian look on Ken Palm. Like, it's always good to go that way because everybody would bet what Ken Palm says, and I think sometimes you're better off going against it, at least if you get the spread and all that. I, To me, this is so unpredictable, this tournament, that there's really – it's just about the, the matchups – and how much you prepare, why our betting guide is so important mm-hmm. to go through. Because as you prepare for this and you look at all these things and you let the the pros like, you know, like Matt Humans and Greg Peterson and Hoops Peterson and everybody kind of do the work for you, it really helps you clarify what you're mm-hmm. looking for. So I would kind of just like, I would be happy that Ken Palm thinks you're going to lose. <laughs> okay, okay. There's we'll certain see. people, like there's a yeah. mush factor. You remember, you've seen the Bronx, have you seen the Bronx Tale and mush, you know? I haven't. Oh, you got to watch the Bronx Tale. Okay, Stormy. I'll add that to my list. I'll add that to my yeah, list. I'm, I'm so you happy You can't come for hear... me like you come from Fe- for Femi and Sopranos. No, Fe- well, you've watched all the Sopranos. <laughs> Femi, I can't get him off his butt. He's lingering around. He's probably watching Bewitched or he something. He told me he's in season two. He's yeah, chucking along. I mean, how long does it take? I mean... <laughs> You know, I love my man Bill A.D. He stopped by. He wants to debate the ending, you know. And so, but the Bronx Tale, there's a character in the Bronx Tale that I think we uh, we as a betting network all have. It's, it's a, His name is Mush, and every bet he makes loses. So they're all at the track one day, and they all love this horse, and they find out that Mush is on the same horse. So as the race is going on, they literally tear up their tickets and leave because if Mush is on them, there's no chance they win. The horse starts out like the winner, running, 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 and naturally the horse doesn't win. Wow. So I, I kind of almost I, I, okay. I, I almost look at Ken Palm right. as a mush bet. I'll take it as a positive. I yeah. will. So my thing is, I don't know how much you, you take this into account with the NCAA tournament, but I really value current form with teams. And Nevada just played so poorly the yeah. last couple weeks coming into the tournament. And I was listening to an interview from Steve Alford yesterday who was asked to compare ASU to another team that they had played on their schedule. And he said UNLV, except they were maybe longer and a little bit more athletic. 
UNLV swept Nevada. That does not give me confidence that Nevada is going to go win this thing. So I, I liked the other side with ASU. We'll see how things play out. We're going to have Harry Gagnon on the program, former oh, sportsbook wow. supervisor, in a little bit. See what plays he likes. You know, and, and Harry just is just infuriates me. He's sending me <laughs> pictures of him at Springsteen concerts throughout the country. Like it's oh. unbelievable, and he's got these incredible seats. He's like one inch away from Springsteen, and I'm getting these videos. So I can't wait to hear his picks on this. Cause I don't know how the hell he's done the work. He's been traveling, following Springsteen around. <laughs> Busy doing the musical things here. Um, also, I've just been kind of monitoring yeah. Twitter here about the Aaron Rodgers segment. He's been on with Pat McAfee for about 15 minutes now. And um, all the tweets that I've seen in the last five minutes are just like, get on with it. How did y'all think this was going to go? Of course, he's not saying anything yet. So, Oh, yeah. Here's what I just got. I will say this isn't decision day. This isn't me Ooh. announcing to the world what's going on. We're days past this. This is a clearing things up day. So what he's going to do today is, it seems like, according to what he said, is he's going to rectify all the reports that have been out there about what he's demanding and what he wants. So okay. I think this is a clarity day. All so right. this will continue. Poor Jet fans. I mean, those poor people. Uh, you know, I mean, they're all just. I have this one guy, Mike, who follows and listens to the program. I mean, he's just such a diehard. You know, they just they're just dying for the yes. All they want to do is get the yes. So this is something else that's interesting, though, that I see Kimberly Martin from ESPN tweeted that Rogers admitted when he was in the darkness. He was 90% thinking he was going to retire and only 10% playing. Do you buy that? No, I don't know. I, I, how do you quantify that? Like, how do you quantify I'm 90% in love with this person, but I'm 10% on not Like, how do you quantify that? Like, how do you do that? Like, I'm not a scientist, but how do you do it? Like, either you're in or you're not. Like, to me as an executive and somebody who loves the game, like, Brady, Brady was never – all not that he was all in all the time like i would think if brady wasn't divorced and didn't have the situation that he had in his home life i think brady would have played this year but i think that overrided all the issues because he has to stay in miami he's got visitations every two weeks it becomes a problem and so but for me i, I don't know how you quantify that like how do you measure that like I, i've never had that i don't know but yeah. look, I didn't go to Cal and I'm not reading the books he's reading, so I probably can't figure him out. So here's the the quote um, said when he went into the darkness, he was 90 percent on retiring. But it was clear to me at that point, while the Packers were saying the right thing in public, they were going to move on, says he wishes that he had heard they wanted to move on earlier. Well, I think that's probably fair. Uh, but I think there were all signs coming out of out of uh, Lambeau, Green Bay that the Packers were moving on. I think there were all signs of that. I saw them, and I live in New Jersey. Well, he, I feel like, put himself very much so in this position by strong-arming them the way that he did last year to get that contract. And But when they did that contract, though, Stormy, I thought for sure that they were committed to three years, and so was he. Like, why would I do that? So is that something that you think with him throughout the course of the season just like was not showing that he was truly invested into the process when when he gets this contract and then he doesn't show up for any of the offseason workouts and trying to work with the young receivers and, you yeah. know, trying to put things together? Like, is that something where you signed him, you did everything that he asked you to do, and then he's still not doing his part of things? It's amazing. Well, like th this is like for we're sitting here trying to analyze Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's people in Vienna who teams of psychiatrists that can't figure this out. Like, and you and I, am, I mean, I can't figure the guy out. All I know is, to me, if I were the GM of the Packers, I would be very direct with him because I think the only way you can deal with Aaron Rodgers is directly. Aaron, we want you to play next year. Please, this we're doing this contract with full expectation that you are playing next season. Now, if you decide to retire, please let us know. He did? Okay, so he just said he's going to play for the Jets. So this is so Steph, producer Steph, shout out is like listening to this while she's listening to us in the back, and so we're giving you a little bit play by play as this information is coming down. Um, he said he has no malice toward the Packers. He had a nice visit with the Jets, and his intention is to play for the Jets. So that's the direct quote: is his intention is to play for the Jets. So Jets fans, breathe your sigh of relief. There you go. 
And the betting That's market the will not change. So we've known this all along. Yeah, so because no it's, news. it's been it's been adjusted for two weeks now because this is what everybody anticipated. Well, there's nobody there's nobody else in it. There was nobody else in it. The Lassard move clearly was the Randall Cobb decision. I mean, when does Randall Cobb sign? I think that's coming down the road. Mm-hmm. So you know, look, it, it, it we finally have an answer. There's white smoke. We have a pope. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, this is all just. I just don't understand, and maybe this is just because I don't have anybody like Aaron Rodgers that's in my life that is this type of a personality, but why he has to feel so in control of absolutely everything that, like, he can't just let things go the normal way. Like, he has to stand out. He has to go in the dark room. He has to do the ayahuasca to be an MVP. He has to um, completely control every every single piece of his story as it comes out, even when half the time he thinks he's talking over people's heads because he's just so much smarter than everybody else, but he's just talking in gibberish half the time. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? I just don't understand Even this it. quote is in gibberish. Yeah. I fully intend to play. That, that, there's an well, out here. Still there's not, an out, yes. There's an out there. I Like, I'm not a jet go-go. I mean, I intend, which the intention, which means there's still loose ends that need to get tied up here. Ugh. Look, I, I think to me, you when you become in the league, you have to separate. You can't, you can't imagine people to be how you are. You have to allow people to be who they are, and then adapt yourself to that. I think that's the only way you can handle this. They say he says that it's a matter of um, his intention is to play for the Jets. It's a the team still needs to work out the compensation. So it sounds like that's still like what which has is been even the more bizarre because if, as a general manager, I wouldn't have entered into a contract with Rogers unless I knew what I was paying. That's part of what the deal is. Like, okay, what's it going to cost me to get him? Like, it just shows you how desperate the Jets are. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have said, okay, it's going to cost me two number ones to get this guy. It's going to cost me X to get Garoppolo. What would I rather have? Like, you got to kind of go through those scenarios. And if you don't know what that is, how do you do it? Well, and they're out of options. Like, all they have now is Aaron Rodgers. Or if if for some reason this fell apart, maybe now you start wheeling, dealing, and seeing what you can do with Lamar Jackson. But that is about all you got because Derek Carr is off the table. Jimmy Garoppolo is off the table. If they pay a first-round pick for this and you could get Lamar for first, is that a smart move? No. No, it's not. Okay. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. I love it. I I just don't get it. Okay. We're going to take another break. I don't know. Maybe Harry can help us out. Please, Harry. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team's here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets like exclusive tools, including betting splits, our big dance bracket and betting guides, in-depth interviews for every single team, Cinderella selections, and more. And you're getting this insight from all of our experts, including... The Godfather himself, Brent Musburger, and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today, get the betting guides, plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament. Again, just $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. If you are just joining us on the Lombardi line, welcome back. We are getting information as it comes from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. And the consensus here is, even though I don't know if you looked at any of the clips of this, Michael, he could have really done up his background a little bit more than just in front of a door in a boring room. Like, if this was going to be announcement day, come on, Aaron, yeah, be better. Yeah, put the plaid shirt on. Be like, yeah, better. I, I love it. I love <laughs> but it. he, he I, said it's his intention to play, and it was to play. Since Friday, his intention has been to play and to play for the New York Jets. The holdup has not been him. It has been compensation on the Packers' behalf of what they're trying to get. You know, and, and I think we've spent so much time focusing on the Jets, right? We've spent so much time focusing on what this does to their team. But as the Jordan Love era starts in Green Bay, what does this do for their team? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they've obviously seen enough of Jordan Love to feel comfortable in do, making this decision. I still contend – why did they do that contract for Rodgers last year if they weren't all in for two more years? Have they just had enough that quickly? I can't imagine that. Like, to me, when you do a contract, you've got to ask yourself, okay, how is this going to be able to sustain itself this year and next year? Like, it doesn't really flow for me. And, yeah, I get that they have to uh, 
Now they move on with Jordan Love because he's got his fifth year next year at 20-some million dollars. We'll see where that goes. They're going to have to get a veteran backup now. I mean, Danny Effling's not going to be their backup, so they need a backup. Well, they should get a number one pick. You got to believe they should. You're getting them. You're getting a Pro Bowl talent player. Like to me, you can't give them away for a third or a mm-hmm. second. I mean, you know that that's it for like for example. You know, I, I love this. Raider fans are absolutely upset uh, uh, upset that d- they only got a third round pick for Darren Waller. Jalen Ramsey went for a third. Who's a better player? Like right. So the pack the Jets are probably saying, look, Ramsey just went for a third. Mm-hmm. Right? Why should I give you more than a third? Well, you know that seems to be the market out there. I know fans don't see those see the two things linking together, but that's the case. I mean, Ramsey went for a third. You got a third for Waller. He didn't play last year, but basically, he didn't play the last two seasons. So, someone who, just generally speaking, on paper, did not think that Aaron Rodgers would be a good fit. For the Packers, I mean, for the Jets, joins us now, uh, Harry Gagnon, host of the All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor. Harry, how are we feeling now that this has come through? <laughs> hey, what's up, Stormy? What's up, Mike? How you doing? What's I'm up, good. I, I'm very disappointed. I haven't gotten any Springsteen's uh, uh, pictures lately from you, but, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously you're taking a little bit of a break. A little bit of a break, but I will be uh, listen uh, next uh, next month. I'll, I'll send you some from uh, Barcelona. Are you going to join me? I'd love to. Tonight he's in Philly, and I'm in Las Vegas. I mean, just my life just doesn't seem to align perfectly with this. But... I heard you're in Vegas, but by the way, I'm uh, I'm here as well, buddy. I'm I know, well. and you've got the Comedy Club. We're going to Friday, Thursday, Friday. You're hosted mm-hmm. over at the Kimball Comedy Club, so certainly we'll we'll come over and see yes. your take oh, on the tournament. Great, uh, yeah, and absolutely. Have you all your listeners that listen? If you guys want to come over, me and cousin Sal are going to be at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club starting at 9 a.m. Come on over, join us, have some fun, watch the game. It's going to be a blast. But yeah, I think that uh, look, uh, yeah, I, I, I talked with Stormy about this last week. I just think that uh, no matter what, here, I just think Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't think it's a good fit. Whether you know if he, he does sign with the Jets and goes there, I just don't like the fit, Mike. I just don't like his attitude, the way he goes about things. Let's not forget this Jets team hasn't even made the playoffs since 2010. Uh, last year, Green Bay, obviously a disaster. And you know, what has he done for anybody lately? Uh, the year before that, they were a six-point favorite in the playoffs at home against San Francisco. Had the bad weather the way they wanted it in Green Bay. Couldn't even manufacture a touchdown. The year before that, they lost to Tom Brady and the Bucks at home in the playoffs, too. So, and it's going to be 33 uh, in December. Uh, I don't, I don't love any of the things that goes on with Aaron Rodgers as of right now because you know, it, it, imagine you know he starts out one and three. All he does, he you know, he's going to blame everybody except himself. And now in these interviews, you hear him. He always he, he pumps up himself. He brags about himself. He talks about his MVPs. That's way, way, way in the past. Now we're talking about now playing for the Jets and whatever you're going to do. You got to focus on the team here and separating up the past, and I just don't think it's going to be a good fit. I just don't. So, so let me ask you, Harry, being the professional better that you are, are you taking the Jets on the under? Oh, I'm taking the Jets and I'm taking the under. They made great strides last year. Obviously, we know that, and their defense was really special. Uh, but you know, Mike White's gone too, and not, not that he's the answer, but don't have him as a backup either. I just, I'm taking the under. I, I mean, I know the uh, Patriots are down this year too. Um, and they're predicted to be probably the fourth, the worst team in the East, in the AFC. Um, but I still am going to take the under with the Jets because I just don't trust him, and I don't trust the, I don't trust the offense on the team. You know, they lose the running back, the rookie from uh, uh, from Iowa State. Don't know if he's going to be healthy at the end of the season too. Um, Brees Hall. I, I just don't love their offense. The defense is solid still, but I'm going to go under with the Jets this year. Well, and with this being the expectation all along that Aaron Rodgers would end up with the Jets over the last couple of weeks, the odds we've seen significantly come down from 25 to 1 to 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They're the second shot in the division now, just behind the Bills to win it. And I just think that those numbers have gotten a little bit short for a team that Michael, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier, um, a team that everybody on the outside looking in feels is just one piece away from reaching the ultimate and it's hard to go from the bottom of the barrel like they have the last couple of years to the to the top and to be rising up a, with a Lombardi trophy at the end of things when all said and done. Uh, Harry, I want to make sure that we're getting some of your picks in here for the NCAA tournament, although I'm a little bit frustrated looking right. at the sheet here because the first thing <laughs> that I see 
is San Diego State not to make the Sweet mm-hmm. 16. And I thought oh, that we had something good going here, but as an alum, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> emotional now, Harry. Thanks for that. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were an abstract. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, look, I, I think I'll tell you what. Maybe the committee knows something I don't. I didn't think San Diego State deserved to be a five seed. Um, You're right. I thought you know. they deserved to be a four. <laughs> I love it, Stormy. Give it to them. Tell them. Tell them what you think. Listen, I thought the Mountain West was soft this year. Uh, the Aztecs one and three versus tournament teams outside of their own conference. Their only win was against Kennesaw State. Um, I, I just think that San Diego State here just doesn't have the tools to get it done. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Stormy. I just don't think San Diego State will win this game. I don't think that previous uh, okay. years should impact your opinion on this year. They're still one of the best <laughs> defensive teams in the country. Um, but I'm, but always, it's a, I value your opinion. But on this one, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold. Them. They're in my Sweet yeah, 16. That's Creighton. all I'm gonna say. Oh, Harry's a big Creighton guy. I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were a Jesuit, Harry. I, you're a big Creighton guy, huh? <laughs> I do like Creighton too, but I will say, you know, again, San Diego State. I mean, playing Charleston with 31 wins, tied for the most of the uh, during the uh, um, regular season out of any team in the NCAA. They're four and one against uh, Mountain West teams. They beat Colorado State, a- a- ACC, and A10 this year. So I, I think Charleston can give them a run uh, in this. And then if they somehow do get by, uh, the Aztecs do get by Charleston, they would probably they would play the winner of Creighton and NC State. And yeah, Mike, I'm I'm a big Creighton guy. Uh, we had Tate Frazier on against Alad uh, earlier this week. And to begin the season, our buddy Tate uh, laughed at me a little bit at Creighton. Didn't like him so much. But meanwhile, where's his Tar Heels, uh, uh, Mike? You know what I'm saying? But still, I like Creighton. Uh, I liked them begin the season. They were my team. And I'm still sticking with them. I like them a lot to, uh, to get to the Sweet 16. Like I said, San Diego State not to make the Sweet 16 at minus 150. But Creighton plus 150 to make it this year. They play NC State a team that hasn't won a tournament game since 2015. Creighton has five scores, averaging anywhere from 12 to 16 points a game. Uh, Trey Alexander's averaging 18 points in the last four games. Uh, and if they do have to play Baylor in the second round, Creighton, Baylor's not uh, playing, coming into this tournament ice cold. They've lost three, they lost all three games against Iowa State this year. They lost to them in the tournament, in the Big 12 tournament, and Baylor just 2-4 and four in the last six. So I like Creighton at plus 150 to make the Sweet 16, San Diego State minus 150. Sorry again, Stormy. No, it's okay, and we can't deny history. I know the Mountain West has been hot garbage in the tournament the last couple of years, so you're not wrong. I'm just really hoping that this year things turn the tide, Um, although I do need Nevada to lose today. Neither here nor there. 30 (laughs) seconds left with you. Um, Favorite first-round bet? First-round bet, how about this? Colgate plus 13.5 against Texas. Look, I think this is a setup here for a a total disaster, a recipe for disaster for Texas. They have beaten Kansas twice in the last week, twice in the last week, but always choking the tournament. I think this could could be a setup where they're just too overconfident here in Colgate. 13, like I said, getting 13 and a half. They had the first in three-point percentage in the NCAA. They're 20 and one in the last 21. Their loss was by one point. Nine of those 11 uh, wins uh, out of the 20, nine of the 11 by double digits and Tucker Richardson. First player with a triple-double in a conference tournament title game in the last 25 years. (laughs) Good stuff. Appreciate you, Harry. We got to take a break, though. We'll be back in a moment. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, 
Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> this is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Rewards properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're wrapping things up. On the Lombardi line, presented by BetMGM, alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond, and Tony. What are we gonna talk about now that Rogers made a decision? Like, like now it's like, what do we talk about? Well, we're gonna talk about how he made the decision, <laughs> how he verbalized the decision, because he's coming for people, Michael. Uh, oh, he went after the. He went over. Miss, I just tweeted out, oh, Mr. Murphy. Like to me, <laughs> he went after him, which I can understand it. Like, what people don't know about the league, the behind the scenes. So the Packers have always historically been a team that has been separate from the administration, and the coaching and personnel. So when Ron Wolf went there, they basically said, Ron, you run the team and you hire the coach and you have all the authority to run football. And then when Mike Sherman took over, they kind of let Sherman do both and that didn't work. And then they went back to the dynamic. Ted Thompson came in, he hired Mike McCartney, Mike McCarthy. And then when Murph replaced Bob Harlan, he took all the power. He took all the power. He said, okay, I'm the man. Everybody reports to me, which has never been. And you have to go back to when Lombardi, before Lombardi joined the Packers in 59, you have to go back that far to ever have a Packer president with that much authority. And he did it. And I could just, and I, I could just sense from Rogers listening to the clips of how much he resented the authority that Murphy kind of bestowed mm-hmm. upon him and how he changed the dynamics of the organization. And, you know, Pac- he said the Packers would like to move on. They let me know that in so many words. They've let others know that in more direct words. Um, he did give a lot of compliments, though, to Jordan Love, said he's a great kid. He's going to do great things moving forward. And that is kind of the next evolution of this conversation because so much of, of our talk has been put into, okay, Aaron Rodgers, if he goes here, what's the compensation going to be like? And what's his impact going to be with the Jets? And we saw their odds shorten as much as they have over the last week or so. Packers are very much so looked at as a bottom of the barrel team, it appears on the surface. But I think that Jordan Love, like this is finally his opportunity. And he is somebody that really, really wants to have success in Green Bay. Yeah, everybody focuses on Jordan Love. I'm going to focus on Matt LaFleur. Okay. Because Matt, it's now Matt LaFleur. He, the training wheels are off. Yeah, now he can actually run the team the way he well, wants to we'll because he doesn't have – we'll see if he's actually a true good yeah. head coach. I mean, like, we'll find out about Matt LaFleur besides getting as my cousin Big Daddy Vince, you know, cheering the crowd to turn them on. That's all – you know, he's a huge Packer fan, and he does that. So we're going to find yeah. out. 
like how good of a coach is. I know every time we see the graphic, Matt LaFleur, you know, he's won this 13 games. As for, you know, We're going to find out. I mean, this is a guy that when he was running the Tennessee offense without Aaron Rodgers was in the bottom third of the league. I mean, they were 25th. They're one of the worst teams on third down. We're going to find out how good he is as a coach. I think that, to me, is going to be the interesting thing for the Packers uh, is can they? Now, you know, obviously they've got some really good young players. They're going to get some draft picks. Their defense has always been suspect. Like last year, the defense, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the final game of the year, Detroit, everybody thought Joe Barry would lose his job. He didn't. They kept him on. I'm going to be really anxious to see, you know, when you remove this player who's really good and you put love in, you're going to have to change everything you do. You cannot run the Aaron Rodgers offense. So does LaFleur go back to his background, which is the Rams offense, which is more bootlegs and nakeds? Because remember, Rodgers didn't want to turn his back to the formation. He wanted to the defense. He wanted to be able to see everything that was coming at him. So I think this is really the onus isn't as much on love as it's on the floor. Do you have a gut feeling one way or the no, other about how he is? I have a strong gut is? feeling. Yeah, I don't think this is going to work. I, I don't see LaFleur as a leader. I don't see him as a head coach. I see him as a guy who managed the situation. And I think we saw the Rodgers thing fester and become even bigger. And I don't see him being able to look. The special teams uh, has been has not been very good for them. Although, you know, when they finally got the kid, you know, when they got the, uh, the returner Nixon in there, they were able to make some progress in terms of the return team, they were terrible in that area. But I don't see this as a a team that's what I call aligned. Okay, offense plays to defense, plays to kicking game. I've always felt like LaFleur called plays, the defense was kind of out there on their own, and the special teams really didn't matter. I think it's going to be a challenge to see if he can kind of get all three things working together. As far as the division goes, um, we mentioned it a little bit in hour one, but the Lions are the favorite in the NFC North now, which is just so bizarre that? to even say out loud. Um, plus 135, the Lions, followed by the Bears and Vikings, who are both sitting there three to one, and then the Packers at plus 450. So it's not like there's a huge separation. Uh, it's not like there's a like the Washington Commanders, for example, in their division, who are like sitting there at 10 to one, where there's that significant, significant drop off. Like there is still potential right. for parity in this division in well, a big but, way. But here's the issue, though. One of the things you don't want to be in football in any sport is too young or too old. You want to kind of have a blend. You want to have a middle ground. You want to have veterans, but you want to have some young players coming along. This team offensively is going to be a little too young. The, the, even though Dobbs and Watson are good players and they're going to come along, the quarterback doesn't have a lot of experience. You know, Aaron Jones gives them, along with A.J. Dillon, gives them some veteran leadership. But to me, they don't have a tight end. Both Tanyan and Lewis are our free agents. I'm sure uh, Lewis will probably follow to uh, the Jets. But for me, I, I get the sense they're a little too young. They're going to have to play a certain way to help their offense. Will LaFleur do that? Will they be able to play that way? Or will he think, okay, we're just going to run what we run, like he did last year. We lose Devontae Adams, and so we're going to continue to run the offense we ran without Devontae Adams, and all of a sudden it's not the same offense. You um, you mentioned this in the break, and this is my first time actually seeing it, the Adam Schefter tweet confirming Aaron Rodgers' report. A text from Aaron Rodgers to Schefter. It says, lose my number. Good try, though. Well, I mean, look, obviously, he. one thing we know about Aaron Rodgers, he is reading everything, and he is reacting to everything. I mean, whatever cave he lives in in Green Bay, it's got internet service. It, it, it's, got, yes. sir, it's got Wi-Fi. He's got Wi-Fi in that cave up there because so, he's reading all of it. Like, most people would not even pay attention to it, especially like, of his stature. No wonder he needed to go on that retreat, though, right? Like, no wonder he needed to go in the hobbit hole and disconnect from everything and be in a dark room for a second because if all he's doing all day long is watching – ESPN or scrolling on his phone on Twitter and like has those fake accounts where you're searching other things like that's that's a little bit weird to me but Let he me needed you, that I think if you he went it on a darkness retreat would you admit you went on it <laughs> I don't think I would I would just like not tell anybody like okay I, like I don't think anybody needs to know that much about you I wouldn't I don't think I would ever do that though you know and that I, just shows I, he's I, a different granted, breed I, I, of look, human look I mean nobody wants to go through the Andy Dufresne treatment of being in the cave for 30 days. And, you know, if I did that, it'd be because I lost a bet or something, right? Uh, like, okay, yeah, I got to be locked be a up. Horrible bet That'd be a lose. terrible bet to yeah. lose, but a bet but, nonetheless. But don't I mean, give Matt Brown any ideas for our bets and consequences <laughs> thing that we do. Yeah, I will. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's, it's, it's it, he's just an interesting guy. The way that all of this has unfolded is way too drawn out. But like he said today, it's not on him. It's a compensation side of things. So how long do you think until that information comes down that well, we actually have cemented So everything details? was targeted today. So this was basically now, this puts the heat back on Green Bay to make a deal. So the, the, the so what he just did today was basically vol back. So Gutekest and oh, Mr. Murphy, they're going to have to make a deal today with the Jets. And Douglas is in a pretty good position because, A, he's saying, this is what we're going to pay. Well, there's no returning to the Green Bay. That 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 bridge has been blown up. So, like, either you take it or you don't. That's why, to me, you never, as a general manager, you never let the, the guy talk to another team without understanding what the compensation is. Like, you're not talking to my player unless you understand this is what it's going to cost. Do you agree? We'll exchange mm-hmm. an email. Now you have permission. Like, mm-hmm. in, to me, it made no sense to do this. Especially like, okay, if you want to talk to him, go ahead. But here's what it is. Do we agree? Let's we can negotiate. But to me, now all of a sudden, the Jets have more leverage. Okay, order of operations were off in the way that they got this deal done. Um, you, you just got back here to Vegas, but you're already hitting the road. So you're still gonna be on the show again tomorrow. Oh, but you're going to Edmonton I'll be with you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Edmonton. I'm gonna to talk to the Edmonton Society of somebody, but it, for the book and. So I'll be excited to be. I've never been to Edmonton before. Even the Eskimos. That's where the CFL team played, right? Didn't that where? Uh, I believe that's where Warren Moon played, right? Is it? I think so. In Edmonton, very cool. Well, I hope you have fun up there. I haven't been to Edmonton since my my hockey days, covering the Golden Knights and Oilers. Um, but I never got out in the city, so I hope that you get to do something fun while you're there as well. But um, glad that you are back on the program on a regular it's been basis great to work again with you for two days and isn't that we're going to keep going with it and he's going to come back to vegas guys. i he's promise not you i'm not going not anywhere <laughs> uh, keep it locked right here though visa and the sports betting network infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.